0: Hey
1: everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast.
2: I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish.
1: This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly.
2: We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here
1: we go.
2: Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment.
1: We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you.
2: In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals.
1: Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high converting tinder bio.
2: We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner.
1: If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you.
2: We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times.
1: And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys.
2: Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, Trust Building, and Pickup.
1: Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here.
2: We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram.
1: You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode.
2: This is the How to Have Threesomes podcast. and I'm, and today we have a guest on our show.
1: Her name is Elle. She's one of our good friends from up here in Canada, and she's gonna talk about some stories with us.
2: Hi. We actually met her at Burning Man this year.
1: That is true. It was your first year Burning Man, right? First burn.
0: And the overall thought? I am not a burner, but if it is something that you are called to do, go do it. She tried it once. She did the the obligatory one-time Burning Man experience, <laughs> and it was not for her. But she killed it.
2: Are you happy that you did it?
0: I had fun. I did what I went to do and uh, feel pretty good about it overall, but it's not my calling. (laughs) It'll be a one-time experience. One-time experience. But, I mean, it's pretty fucking sweet. I mean, we got to perform on Conclave. Light some shit on fire. Yeah, (laughs) I'm fine with it.
2: So, originally, we asked Elle to do an interview with us. Elle was like, I don't know what I can talk about. And we were like, have you ever been in a non-monogamous relationship? And she's like, (laughs)
0: <laughs> What's monogamy? <Yeah.
2: laughs> exactly. So we're like, I, I You're, perfect. you're perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> so Elle, when did you first realize that you wanted to be in a non-monogamous relationship? Um How old were you? Oh,
0: it's a hard question because I've never been one to like label things per se. Um I always knew that I was bi and I always made that clear to like the person I was with. And I ended up marrying my high school sweetheart. And on the night of my bachelorette, we had a threesome with one of my coworkers. Oh, that's <laughs> quite a unique experience. I know all the girls took me out, we went to the strip club, and we were all just hammered, and then one of them came home with me. Actually, a couple of them ended up crashing up my place. And then we ended up having a threesome with my fiance at the time. Oh, what what, what a guy. What a life. <laughs> Uh, and that was like the first time I was actually with a woman. Um, so. Oh, really? Yeah. It was on your wedding. It was or on like almost, my bachelor, almost wedding. Yeah. Wow. So you knew you were by like in high school and growing up.
1: But yeah. I never... was,
0: I knew when I was a kid that I like. girls. And you never acted on it before. No, not really. I mean, it's weird. You get put into these like social norms. And then like, I mean, what society is now is different to what it was 15 yeah. years ago. Right? 20 years ago. So it's not like I ever really like felt like I had to hide it. Mm. Conservative Latin parents, I mean, I. Yeah, it's
1: different culturally.
0: Different cultural, so it's not like I was open with my parents about that, but I was never super open with my parents about anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just. You end up starting to date guys, and then somehow still after high school we're together and then after high school we're still together and you're into college and you're like you know what it just makes sense let's get married and that's why I got married.
1: Were either you or your partner seeing other people throughout your relationship
0: or was that just not something you discussed? No we didn't we never talked about it it was just like oh this threesome
2: just magically happened. So after that threesome Hmm. did it become a thing that you did more frequently or was that just a one-time thing? No it was
0: like a one-time thing but then the big thing that happened was that He ended up hiding a cocaine addiction from me. And that came out a couple months after we got married. Oops, Um, is timing? Yeah, Um, my parents kept me in a bubble so I had no idea what Mm -hmm. drugs looked like, what the symptoms were, they were all there. All those signs. They were all there. When he told me, to me that's cheating. The basis of sleeping with somebody else behind your partner's back is that you lied. Mm -hmm. And because it was an addiction, so he has an illness, so I have to stay. And so I was really fucking pissed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That feels like entrapment a little bit. A little so bit. It's a personal yeah. choice I made, but because it's a sickness, you have to stay to support me. Yeah. Even if it drags both of us down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But- so I got really pissed and there was like a bunch of other things I found out after too. And I was like, why did I marry this guy? And who the hell was, like, we've been together for six years by the time we got married. Wow. And Damn. I felt like I didn't know him. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, well, I haven't really slept with anybody else. I want to open up this relationship. <laughs> time to go explore and some And so fruit. because it was like, well, you're obviously not fully into this the way I thought we were then I want to go get what I want. And so I kind of, like, I mean, when you present it to a guy, hey, I want an open relationship, it sounds fantastic to them until they realize how much easier it is for the girl to get. Guys or girls? We we've had this conversation before. <laughs> yeah, you know he realized he had no game and how easy it was for me to go out on date, find people know. that are attracted to you, and vice versa. And yeah, then he's
1: just sitting at home being bitter and. So
2: he was okay with it in the beginning. he was like, yeah, at, at the it.
1: start, yeah, he loved the
2: idea. How long were you we married before you talked about this? Was uh, it like a year, or years, or no. was it just months?
0: No, it was months. Ugh, I can't remember the exact timeline, but I can tell you, we did not make it to our first wedding anniversary in a good place. That's so crazy. The cocaine addiction had come up by then, and it was pretty much an instant thing. Like, it was my barter piece. I was like, fuck, if I have to deal with this shit, then I want my
1: stuff. That makes sense. So you were basically monogamous for a six-year relationship, and then within a couple of months of getting married, it became an open. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. That
2: is a crazy story.
1: I mean, how long did the relationship last in that form?
0: Two years. I mean, he definitely ended up with, like, jealousy issues at one point, and it was more like... Did you live together
2: this entire time?
0: Yeah. There was one point where I remember I, like, crashed at a girlfriend's house for, like, a few days. And then we were sleeping in separate rooms and the the whole, like, trying to make a marriage work. So the separation
2: kind of grew as you got more freedom.
0: Uh, the separation grew the more he kept lying about the cocaine. Oh, so he was still doing it. He was still doing it.
2: And did he have any... He, so I'm, it's he,
0: not like I'm a recovering addict support No, the like... reason I left was because I was, it was like, the cops had brought him home again. It was just, it was like, I don't know how to help you. What do you want from me? And 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 he said, say you'll leave me next time. I'm like, no, I'm leaving now. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) I can do that. Nope. See ya. (laughs) This is it. You've obviously given up. I'm done.
2: So it was something that he was trying to quit or he was telling you he was trying to quit. Yeah.
0: And then actively was not doing any such thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I really don't blame him for everything that happened. None of it was like with like malintention Mm -hmm. or trying to like harm me or he like genuinely I think he thought he was trying and just didn't get the help that he needed when you guys were married and in the open container did you
1: guys have specific boundaries that you had set out like interactions with other people had to happen outside of your home
0: together or that you had to tell each other or not tell each other was Um, that ever a discussion well we first started going to like a couple swingers parties and like clubs Mm -hmm. I know we had like a foursome together with another couple yes um we did a switch Actually, that? we did it twice. Um, did you like that experience? Yeah, it was fun. I liked it. It was like a good way to get into it. For me, like I've always known sex as my energy source. Mm-hmm.
2: So how did you find a swinger party? Did you have friends who did or did you like look it up online? Or
0: um, how did you find that? <laughs> okay, so here's the deal is that as a like protective mechanism, my brain has blacked out a lot of 15 to 23, which is the time I was with my ex husband. So sometimes it's hard for me to recall things. Yeah. Or things kind of become blurry. You're like, I know it happened, but I'm not
1: exactly sure how. Yeah.
0: I know, like, there's this club here. I mean, we were called Club Edens out in the US. And I think we had Googled it and we had, like, done a bunch of, like, internet searches and this and that. And we went to it. And that was the night that we had at the foursome.
2: And did you meet people one. there? Or were these people that you had known? That you might you know or- we
0: we just showed up to the club i definitely remember being nervous yeah. being in like lingerie and like oh, the yeah. downstairs the downstairs is like there's a bar there's a dance floor then you go upstairs and there's like beds curtain. Like, curtains oh, really? really yeah there's and they oh, like they goodness. have like everything that you need like towels sprays condoms oh, lube God. they have everything there for you what would you say the
1: the people were like inside of there were they like what you were expecting or mostly older younger so
0: there's a couple different clubs within that scene here club eden is the one that's like really hoity-toity about that you have to be like good looking really so if like a couple walks up that they deem not passable they'll just turn away there's a screening process so you actually have to like send in your online applications and in your pictures uh single males aren't allowed or if they are they have to be sponsored specifically are single girls Um, allowed in though yeah single girls are allowed it's supposed to be an environment where women feel comfortable (laughs) what's the cover charge ah it's like 50 dollars a ticket
2: and do single girls come or is it mainly couples
0: uh single girls do go i only went the one time i mean oh that was nine years ago from what i've heard now stories from people that do go like yeah the single girls do go and vibe seems to have changed into a little bit more aggressive than what i remember where there's a lot more BDSM involvement than before. Yeah, a little bit more kink, whereas Club Eden before was more that, like, this is the pretty people, we're coming together, we want to have an orgy, but there's not necessarily going to be, like, whips and ropes. and masks and and hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which I had one of my good friends go last year, actually, and she was trying to do a whole thing with, like, trying it because her partner really wanted to, and she was like, I don't know how I feel about it, and she said she walked in and she felt so overwhelmed and just Aww. what she's describing it, I was like, that's not the club even I remember. Yeah, it could be so. like a different scene is kind of moved in. Is, yeah. is this
2: place open like every weekend or is it a um, monthly thing? They or? have
0: a couple events a month. So you can just go online and look at the stuff. That's crazy.
2: And so it's when it's fun. not open for swinger parties, is it just like a regular club or something? I have
0: no regular idea. Regular club with beds <laughs> upstairs. I have no <laughs> idea. New West is like the end of the world for me. I'm like, oh, so out of the way.
1: I guess if anyone's interested, you can look it up online Yeah. Uh, here in <laughs> Vancouver. Let us uh, know. Send us a review if you go. <laughs> <laughs> you met a couple. Oh, that yeah. interaction was okay? Like, it was good. It was place? fine.
0: It was... Yeah, like, the guys didn't really involve each other, <laughs> but, like, we traded, and then the girls involved each other, and I actually... <laughs> I remember this girl. She obviously had watched too much porn. She like had not been with, like, another girl before. And no. She was greatly aggressive and doing weird No, shit. she was shy about it. For some reason, all I do is attract virgins, I mean they're thing? fun, but like ugh, sometimes yes, because it's annoying because things like oh well I want to scissor. Scissoring is not a thing. <laughs> but it's just a porn thing. Don't look at porn for sex advice. It is not realistic. They're actors and they're just play scissor. catering to what people think is hot or like yeah, what God. men want to see what yeah. bodies
1: do instead of what actually feels good to women yeah. involved. I'm like, in this where
0: situation. do you think anything in this is going? Like, it just doesn't The make, wrong parts are touching. It just doesn't make sense. You're like, okay. I was like, I, so I humored her, and then she realized, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, on to the next. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, overall, I remember it being pretty good. And then, yeah, we went to, like, other parties, actually like, showing up at a house party. And I remember we met this other couple. And then we ended up meeting up with them at another time and, like, kind of hooking up at their house. And... That one was a little bit of a weirder, more awkward interaction, but I think also it was their first time doing a trade. Mm -hmm. The boundaries can be a little messy. Maybe. I don't know. And I feel like uh, my ex and I, we just like didn't really talk too much about these things. We were just kind of like, okay, let's do these things and like, we'll talk about it. And no one really expressed any like not wanting to do things. And like for me, jealousy just has never been a thing.
2: So w- I was going to ask you about that. So your, your boy felt jealousy, but you didn't really feel jealous? No. Nope. You were like, you can Not even remotely.
0: No, I'm confident. Yeah. It's like, if someone wants to be with me, they're going to be with me. If they want to cheat on me, then they're going to cheat on me. Then just don't be with me. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, I'm fucking wicked in bed. And I have <laughs> lots of other good qualities as a partner. So if you want to keep me around, I know you're going to keep me around. You're not going to lie to me. If you're going to lie to me, then...
1: It's a really healthy I, mindset. I feel like a lot of people aim... For that, because it sounds so good to like, I know my value, I'm not jealous. And then it comes down to the actual day and they're like, God damn it, I'm still jealous. Like, yeah, yeah. everyone is a, aspiring to be like Elle. So maybe, maybe we'll get there. Yeah. I'm curious when you had the interaction with the other couple, am I right? You were not spending the nights there? Like no. you guys would
2: have no. a sexual encounter and then,
1: then leave. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Okay.
2: Wait, so have you ever felt jealousy then? Has there ever been a partner yes. that you have felt jealousy with?
0: Yes, I have actually.
2: And what was the difference there? Do you can have you broken it down? Do you do you know why you felt jealous in one situation, and not another?
0: Um, I know jealousy can be insecurity in like not knowing where you stand in your relationships and something that's a little newer, that could potentially be it. This jealousy thing, like, for me, like I'd never experienced it and it was not a pretty feeling. Was was like, just, oh damn, was this is like what people were talking about. White hot, like blinding jealousy. It was insane. And it wasn't just, like, one particular thing that happened. It was, like, a culmination of things that happened. It can be so irrational what triggers it sometimes. Yeah, and it 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 caught me so off guard, and I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't take it out on anybody. I just got myself out of the situation and went home. The person that has triggered that jealousy, like, that I've experienced it with... Is the person I'm currently involved with right now, and so oh, uh, we are still having little issues where we're both treating each other, and so and they're feeling jealous too. Yeah, yeah. Huh? And they, really but they made it clear for me to me from the first day that they do get jealous very easily. Um, and they're still active in the lifestyle, being a little bit more
1: open. I feel like that's yeah, good to be self-aware, but could also make it really difficult going into it, knowing like okay, we're gonna have some. bumps in the road
0: well we're gonna with this one we're gonna have bumps in the road for sure especially because the reason that we're not fully closing anything is because he doesn't want to change who i am but he also knows he has major issues with jealousy so if we just leave it open and he's like mentally like okay we're not a thing i'm not getting too attached yes trying to yes so for now it'll work i I don't know (laughs) anyways (laughs) this, this one's new territory for me because i'm usually the one in charge yeah, and I usually set my rules, and everyone's usually pretty chill with what's going on. And always new, new yeah, to learn. I yeah, guess. so and I think I think maybe jealousy too has to do if you find the person that for some reason you have that insane connection with, and maybe I just haven't experienced that. Like I mean, the person that I'm seeing now, it's this insane connection where it's like I've met this person before. Or like, yeah a lot of it too like for example like the person i'm seeing is also a dancer and so that has been like the basis of our friendship was we would always dance together and the the chemistry was insane just Mm -hmm. dancing together and she's a sick dancer guys believe it (laughs) um and so now that we're sleeping with each other it became this thing where well we're not really going to acknowledge each other too much like out in the real world. And then when we're out at a club dancing, then all of a sudden we're not dancing together anymore. And oh. it's really easy for him to like have his pick of girls and girls for the most part, know how to dance guys in the city. <laughs> the guys in the city are hopeless. Their pickup line is, can you teach me to dance? No, I don't want to. I want to dance. I want you to already know what you're doing. Yes.
1: Attracting all the virgins. Once again, virgin dancers. <laughs> at all the virgin magnet.
0: Yeah, oh, but no. uh, yeah. So I that's just where like things like that get definitely like that that a lot of the jealousy for me is that is like I just want to dance with you like dancing makes me so happy and it fulfills my soul and to not be able to share that when it's something that makes both of us mm-hmm. like so happy that that's for me a lot of the jealousy is what the hell I had this expectation because this is what we used to do but now we don't do it anymore. This was our and, thing. Yeah. So. Interesting.
1: So, even though we've kind of already been talking about it, what would you say your favorite thing is about being in these open relationships?
0: You can't get everything. Uh, maybe I just haven't found the person. I can't say that. But I have yet to find myself in a situation where I find one person that can offer everything. Yeah. And so, then I'm able to just get what I need. And, you know, sometimes... Like, my love language isn't going to translate to one person to the other. And I still need to be able to translate that love language. So, like, I love cooking and I love taking care of people. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I want to be in a committed relationship with you. But I would like to, like, you know, you're having a hard day. I want to make you dinner and this and that. And, you know, take you out. And I don't necessarily need anything back because that, to me, makes me really happy that I've made your day better you have those different little things, then there's different ways of fulfilling your soul. And I also just love being a free bird. Yeah, you love having your freedom to express yourself and try new things and not have to worry about yeah, someone
1: else's expectations of it. Do you know what your love languages are?
0: Um I feel like they've
1: changed a lot. And for people who don't know, uh I think what, there's five love languages, yeah. right? There's physical touch, giving and receiving gifts, quality time, yeah. acts of service. Yeah, acts of service words about words
0: of affirmation
1: okay words of affirmation that's the last one right being told you're pretty you're beautiful i love you i'm here for you i support you you know some people yeah. would rather it be shown some people would rather it be heard so what are your what languages that you recognize at the moment
0: well for me one of them is access service i always love being able to do access service for whoever it is i'm with or just those around me that i care for i like doing access service um i'm definitely about quality time um get off your fucking phone fuck the phone Ugh. so mad about it that's a big Actually, one we me. had a big fight last night with that one <laughs> phone. i was so mad about it i was like i feel like you're not even paying attention to me
1: it, does it bother you too like when someone's on their phone while you're having dinner with them yeah that was a conversation <laughs> and i had to have at one point because we would both have our phones on the table and sometimes i'd be in the middle of talking to him and he'd like pick it up and be like playing a game or like answering an email. i'm like i'm gonna break your phone fo- like put your phone in the other room like just while we're eating That's the one time of a day, like give me 10 minutes where I can see your eyeballs. And some people don't care. But for me, that was one thing that always...
2: It's actually funny because right now, every time we eat dinner, we put on a movie on our iPad. Yeah, but at least
1: we're watching it together. It's
0: like, hey babe, you want
1: to watch his documentary and we'll watch it together. But at least like, we're still
0: talking about the same movie. It's not just you like... Yeah. It's about being engaged together in the same thing. Playing some stupid... Yeah. Like he'll like constantly be checking his Instagram or like scrolling through people's (laughs) stories. I'm like... I'm fine with you right Are you now. kidding me right now? Who cares who's looked at your story? Mm-hmm. So anyways.
1: <laughs> I agree with you on that one.
0: For example, I've learned, I like to get presents. I didn't think that was a thing, but I love getting presents, holy shit. Love getting them. Words usually seem pretty empty to me. Like I love being told like, you know, that you look good or you know, just like your hair looks great or this or that. Like I like those, I like hearing it. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. promises and they, like they just words are usually empty to me unless I see some action so you're but bit, that's also being like jaded Ricky. no but I think that's
1: true like I actually words for me are really important like if I have dressed up I really want to, like I will stand in front of and stare at him and kind of prompt him to say what I want him to say because yeah. I really need to hear things sometimes but for him it's all about the action like he doesn't want to hear promises or someday or I wish or I think like he just wants me to show him in my actions. Yeah. And that's been a really interesting thing for us to navigate and for him to know that like I want you to tell me that my hair looks cute when I just spent an hour on it. Like, don't See, just See, and touch I would it.
0: rather them grab me. And then I'm like, don't touch my hair. I just did it. <laughs> don't you just tell uh, me? If I just spent an hour it. getting ready. I want you to be so excited that you can't keep your hands off me.
1: <laughs> and that's why knowing your love language is important, people, because it can cause some like weird little like kinks. That don't need to be there. Just like know what your partner wants
0: and expects from you. Making sure that like you ask for what you want. Like someone's not going to read your mind, and you can't get mad at them if you haven't asked specifically for what you want. So if you don't want someone to be on their phone, then just you know express it. If it really bothers you that much, hey, appreciate it if you weren't on your phone that much. And then if they do it again, then you can get mad at them.
1: Yeah, then you can talk about it. I, I definitely know a lot of people who say. You know, he should know better, you know, he should just know these things. I'm like, you're right, maybe he should, but he doesn't. That's like common sense. It's not that common. Yeah, most people don't understand what is upsetting to you or what you think is appropriate. So at least voice it once or twice and really make sure that they've heard you. And then if they do it again, then maybe that's, you know, a little red flag going up. But at least have the conversation, people. <laughs> Give them a chance.
2: Elle, have you told your family that you're not in a monogamous relationship?
0: Well, I kind of did tell my mom. And then I kind of talked to my mom about it in front of my dad without it fully being implied.
2: And how did your mom take it?
0: Well, I had my mom in a situation where I could not see her face, which is (laughs) when I came up to her. And I'm curious, what did you or
1: how do you say your relationship status is? Like, do you just say I have multiple partners or I'm seeing someone, but it's open or I'm by the way, I'm into girls, too. Like, how did you... (laughs) Oh, God.
0: See, I'm not about labels. I've always had such a... Like, I actually... I didn't actually... I didn't realize that I was polyamorous. And then one of my good friends, she's like, this whole polyamorous thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah. Well, because I've had a girlfriend for six years. Uh, I met her when I was still married. And we used to like sneak off and kiss. She moved away, and then when she came back, I was with an- another partner. That's kind of where we started hooking up, and things went on, and it's always just continued. So it doesn't matter if one of us has a boyfriend or not. Or like, I like you guys are constant with each other, yeah. at least. Yeah, and you so can depend on, on the girls. Yeah, and it's not like it's like a conventional girlfriend sense. You know, like it can be months that we don't hook up. But, like, you know, we still love each other. We still really care about each other. We'll check in on each other. And support each other. Yeah. And so That's it's nice. it's a true friendship with, like, extra benefits. And is that what you told your mom? Uh, <laughs> well, so I told my mom. I was like, so... Because we're talking about other situational stuff. And I was like, so is this a good time to tell you? I'm bye. Wait, and how recent was this? Um, uh, Within the last year. Oh, so, less than a year. So fairly recent. Fairly recent. Yes, I finally finally got the courage to tell my mom. So you were way. pretty scared about it? Uh, well, it's just my parents have this image of me and my brother is a shit. So are you the good one? I'm the good one. I'm the one that's like lived up to their expectation. And, and it's always because I put up a front to them. So they see one side of me, but they don't actually know who I am. They don't know this other wild side of me. But I've always, like, done everything they wanted and young. Independent adult and, like, a trained dancer and is just very high-achieving and
1: organized. And then you're like, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I used to live two doors down from them with my partner at the time. We actually even had a living girlfriend for a few weeks. And they never knew. And they just thought it was because we would also sometimes have roommates and stuff. And, like, there's Mm -hmm. people, his brother lived downstairs with, like, there's, it's a big house. So you just fill the house, right? Um, so, like, they just didn't realize, and so when I, when I was like, what? Well, what about, like, your relationships, and what about um, your current partner? And I was like, You're well... About which one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... So she took it well. For she the took most. it she well, yeah, so. and yeah, so, I mean, considering everything, I was quite pleased.
2: Do you feel um, like you guys are closer now, having told her?
0: Uh... I think she just doesn't understand it. I think she thinks sometimes that being a lesbian is a phase. Because when I broke up with my last partner, she's like, well, you're not getting any younger. Are you going lesbian? (laughs) Are you going lesbian? (laughs) Mom, this is not how it works. It's in for the season,
1: don't you know? Every fall.
0: Actually, fun fact, she's very confused too. Because she's asking, she's like, well, who? And so I named two of the girlfriends that I'd had. And uh, one of them was, or yeah, was my brother's best friend. So she, she was like, So she Wait, knew them yeah. personally. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's like, your, your brother's friend? I'm like, you mean my girlfriend? Yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we had, like, this big argument about, because my mom was like, you know, sometimes girls just go through phases, and then they realize they're not actually lesbian, and it's like, a thing. and they're like, mom, it's just, a, it's fine. it's this old school mentality of like what sexuality is it's one or the other and it never changes and i got into and i just got so mad and i just like started saying words i'm like well like my girlfriend this and that and so then i just said stuff and my dad was there and Mm -hmm. so unless he's not stupid i'm sure he cut on and my dad's pretty open-minded i'm never worried about what my dad thinks actually (laughs) do
2: you think your mom would have told him
0: no no, they don't talk. They don't <laughs> sit down and go, I don't know guess why what our daughter. daughter said today. I don't know why they're married. I have to call them individually to tell them the same thing. They don't communicate with each other. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Would you say
2: their relationship's good besides not communicating?
0: Again, I don't know why they're married. It's not like they argue a bit, but it's not like anything explosive, but Do you know how long they've been together? Uh thirty two years. It's wow. a long time. Yeah, but I mean something I think they're just content or satisfied. They're satisfied with
1: where they are. So I said, and what, what's the other word? Like, uh, when you settle, yeah. right? It's comfortable. Yeah. They know that they're, they're probably not going to start fresh at this point. But you know, I've talked about this on other podcasts that we don't really know anyone in our friend group whose parents are still together. Mine aren't. His aren't. Most of our close friends, like, we can only, I can probably count on one hand out of everyone I know whose parents are still
0: together. Yeah. And well, And what I, happens, too, though, is that, like. My parents immigrated here together. They had nobody but each other. See, that's a So, bond. even like I remember when we were kids, the like explosions they would have where things are getting thrown, tables flipped. Where else are you going to go? Yeah. You don't have anybody else. It's not like a fallback. It's yeah. just you make it work. Yeah.
2: So, protection.
0: Sometimes smart about it, sometimes stupid about it. <laughs> it's Story just been really fucking lucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, For the most part, the three sons that I've had have always been me with my partner and then we bring in the girl a lot of the time it's been the same girlfriend that I've had now um oh so that's nice so yeah you, you already kind of have an established so, relationship with yeah and like and I know she's clean I know we're clean so that's fine is that a conversation you have like you check in with everyone's fine like by the Everyone, way I'm, well yeah especially, like I'm good are you good like, yeah and also like neither one of us is on birth control so like gotta be condoms careful what happen. Um, I've done a threesome with two guys. They both put on condoms, no problem. That's good. And has it ever been hard? Have you ever been in a
1: situation where you were wanting protection and the person you were engaging with was like, it's gonna ruin the mood, or I don't fit, or something along the lines? When of it like, comes
0: like, to like group sex, so more than two everyone's usually pretty respectful with the boundaries of when it comes to protection. It's when you're doing the like one-on-one, the guy like randomly pulls the condom off without you realizing that the condom has gotten pulled off. Right. Or you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just shit like that. Like that stuff happens more just with the one-on-one. I Mm -hmm. have found that the group stuff is way safer.
2: So have you ever been the third in a threesome? I mean, I guess you definitely were the third with two guys, but have you ever been the third with a couple?
0: uh yes was a primary partnership yes my girlfriend was seeing this one guy and she really wanted to have a threesome
2: and how did uh, that go
1: and it was your like girlfriend romantically or just a female friend of yours no my my current girlfriend that i have it was oh, her. okay this was like years ago we did that um but so you've never though been the third of like like a couple from tinder like a
2: couple that you no. have a
0: relationship with no i've never done that actually
2: did, did you like being the third better or did you like being the girl in the relationship better
0: Never really, like, labeled it. I just have fun.
2: Yeah. So it's no
0: different. <laughs> Sex is sex. It's just, it's just a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> so I'm just going to let you know that I'm also that very small percentage of women that orgasms, no problem. Like, I... She's blessed, people. <laughs> I will pass out from having too many orgasms. What? Do you have I a have, record number? Like, do you have a number that, like, I hit 17 in a night or something? Like... Oh, that's no problem. I definitely... <laughs> so for me to have bad sex means I've had five or less orgasms. I stopped counting after five, because what's the point? Um, I, like, current guy I'm seeing right now, the sex is so fucking good that I pass out, like, every other time. Like, you actually like are unconscious, my, like, and then you come back, and you're yeah, like, it's I'm just in my like, body again. It's just, that like your body just shuts down. Everything goes whoop and, like, you can't move. I've got a uh, super sensitive nervous system, so I used to have pseudo-seizures. My eyes will like roll into the back of my head, start flickering. I my body will drop. I don't necessarily lose consciousness, but I can't move.
2: It mainly Uh. happens during sex. It's not like like have you ever been dancing? You just (laughs) so happy
0: you just fainted. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I had like I was I was very ill for several years. Actually, I had like a brain tumor, and the pseudo seizures came on. It was all like stress induced, and so I mean I used to pass out as a teenager from sex. So I mean that's happened. Um, so I've just always had, yeah, from good sex. I've had, um, just a super nervous, like sensitive nervous system. Hmm. And so, uh, the poor, the poor boy that I am currently seeing, (laughs) um, it's been four years since I had a seizure. And so I hadn't told him that I was prone to seizures because I thought I was over it. thought you were in the clear. Yeah. And, um, so we're doing anal for the first time and I'm having such intense back to back orgasms. That by the time he finally comes, because I was like, I can't handle anymore. And I was trying to make a signal. And he, like, finishes. And he goes to the bathroom to clean up. And then my body just does this weird, like, flip. And I start having a seizure. He's not even there to see it. And it doesn't last very long. So he comes back. And now I'm crying. Because I just had a seizure. And it's been so long. And like and and he didn't see it. He didn't see it. But that doesn't even matter. Because I got super scared. Because it's, like, triggered all these emotions of being helpless and like what the hell is my body doing and they never found answers for me what was wrong with me it just kind of petered off as stress-induced I guess mm-hmm. but so the poor boy he's like oh dear god I'm never doing anal with you again <laughs> I
1: just hurt you <laughs> like was what great. happened what did I do
0: you're like wasn't you just had a seizure yeah but not, like not that's, how, that's how sensitive my system is that the orgasms just take over and so sex for me is so much fucking fun I yeah. love sex.
1: It sounds like... So the answer like, to all I the girls have-
0: out there, if you are not enjoying sex, you just need
1: to be like Ellen and have 20 orgasms a day. I think yeah. that would help the world and we would have world peace. Yeah. And uh, I
0: love masturbating. It takes me 30 seconds. I don't need porn. I'm just like, done, let's go.
1: I'm out of words. I don't know. We,
0: <laughs> we, need, we need to figure out what you're made of and share it with the world. Yeah, I know. My friends hate me. I hate you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Orgasm without... Anyone even having to go down there, like, just, like, kissing on the neck, if it's done right, I will orgasm. I've never even considered this before.
2: <laughs> I read online that girls can orgasm from boom, touching. Has that ever happened to you? Boom touching? Yeah. I heard that's a thing. I heard that's possible. touching.
0: <laughs> like, having my nipples played with. Well? Yeah. Yeah, no, done that so many times. Just that. Really? Or, like, what? the inside of the thigh just being stroked, done. Or, right here on the neck, for me, is was, like, a weak spot. Um...
2: So, we apologize if there's a random banging in this episode. We have a crackhead throwing stuff around on the streets below.
1: We're just gonna keep going. So, what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) Is this the drummer? I'm so
0: mad at Elle right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm so mad. Our society right now deems having to be sexual and know yourself and like it has to be this thing and it's not for everybody you're just blessed like even when i like like i i like sex sex is really good but okay but let me put like, it, it this way not happen. it is detrimental in some ways because it literally rules my life like 20 orgasms a day minimum so distracting and it's finally starting to calm down and i'm so thankful for it but like there are points where it's like well you're i'm bored on the train and person. you're just like I'm going to go home with this person because I need to get laid tonight. And it just like literally rules your life or like your entire body is on fire. You're so fucking horny. Do you think that could be classified as any type of sex addiction? Even if
1: it's something that you can do with yourself, like even if it doesn't involve another person, if you're like, damn, I just need to get myself
0: off by touching my leg right now, like you could just I'm sure I'm, sh- I'm sure anything's classified as an addiction right like if you need to have like a coffee a day that's an addiction like that's fair yeah the whole like this is why I don't put labels on things yeah. if it doesn't affect your life if you can still adult and it doesn't affect anybody You're then who the adulting. fuck who cares
2: how old were you when you first discovered your sexuality
0: young yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely remember humping my stuffed animals oh yeah <laughs> that big dick energy coming back oh yeah lots of big dick energy teddy bears
2: yeah let's just say probably like eight when did you discover your sexuality (laughs) man?
0: i don't know when you you walked in the yeah i was gonna i'm trying
1: not to repeat that (laughs) Uh, i don't know i mean literally though like i didn't have crushes on boy i never thought anyone was attractive, like i didn't fantasize about anyone i didn't watch porn i didn't look at anyone and be like i'm drawn to you until the day i saw
0: Oh, that's impressive like
1: I had had sex like a couple of times before like with my school boyfriend and it was like I liked the closeness but it
0: felt about as good as like getting my head kind of pat like it was just a th- I was like this is nice I- I'm getting kissed I remember being five and having crushes yeah I didn't chasing the boys and
1: yeah like I I was drawn to like I wanted to like go horseback riding there were things I enjoyed doing but like people I just was never I didn't like people very much oh. and I didn't especially didn't like guys very much guys are just kind of Gross, and I mean, high school boys are in general kind of gross. And then you showed up, and I was like, Oh, wait, there's a person. I want to. Ooh, wait, what I'm having feelings. What do these mean? And then it's it took me a while to like figure out. I mean, given when you're that young, like it takes you a while to figure out what you want, and like you're changing into. You're thing, still
0: but, that young. It's still, I'm still figuring it out. That's you're still that's that that happening. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's a it's a process. We're still learning things. And I and I hope I continue to learn for a long time. I hope yeah. that. Hey, experience
0: jealousy for the first time at twenty nine.
1: You lucky bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> too, <laughs> too many orgasms and no jealousy. What a hard life you have. <laughs> That's great life.
1: Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> I feel like you have the Uh-oh. vice
0: versa problem. I'll we'll take my first world problems and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: I have a question for you. All. When did you get into exotic dancing?
0: I got into exotic dancing a few months ago. She is still very new, guys. Still very new.
2: And have you found, so far, I know it's very early, but have you found that it's affected your relationships at all?
0: Um, not really. I mean, honestly, anybody who meets me or, like, anybody who knew me before, I was like, yep, not surprised. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: Do you tell most people?
0: For the most part, yeah. There's no, For me, there's no shame in it. I'm naked most of the time anyways. Like, yeah. it's like, I might as well get paid for it yeah, if you're comfortable with your body. i just, or... yeah, it's... Yeah, it's like it's a little bit of exhibitionism, but it's a lot of just like being comfortable. Like I've never liked having to wear clothes. Like one of the saddest days of my life, thank God my life is this good. Um, <laughs> is my mom telling me, I think it was eight, that I had to wear a shirt. Because like I was trying to get little boobs. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why? And I'm like, but 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 like my brother and my dad don't have to wear a shirt. Why do I have to wear That's a shirt? That's not fair. Yeah. Crush so, the patriarchy. It began. Yeah. It's like Burning Man. Everyone's like, what costumes are you taking? I'm like, I'm taking an assortment of thongs.
1: Yeah, well, that I'm going to be naked the entire time. And that was how I met you. Like, I think the first memory I have of Elle was... Right? I At Burning Man, If for any of you who have seen my pictures, I do these kind of elaborate costumes. I have wigs and hats and, like, boots and all this thing. And she walked up in, like, a black thong and had, like, two feathers on her nipples. And that was it. Like, that was her full outfit. And I was like, oh... Oh, that's
0: because we were going to the opening ceremony. Usually, yeah. I don't even cover my nipples, but yeah. I wanted to, like, if they were going to take photos and they wanted to post you it. Because on a photo
1: shoot with, yeah, <laughs> I think that day too. Was
0: it?
2: So the same day.
1: Or I think that was the first day. I no, met I think it was the opening ceremony. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I don't met know. her with feathers
0: on her boobs and about nothing else, and she seemed quite yeah. happy. So yeah, I know when we came back into reality and running into everybody, everyone's like, "Hey, Elle, I don't recognize you. You're wearing clothes." <laughs> You're <know>, like, <laughs> "What up?" <laughs> I can dress cute. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Actually, one of the funniest questions that I've been asked was, do you even own pants? And it was it was an actual serious question. They weren't joking. And it, I just died laughing. I live in Canada, it gets cold. Out get, of necessity only. Yeah.
1: Is there anything that you never thought you would do sexually that you have now done or participated
0: Not really. I've never put a boundary on myself. Again, that has everything to do with labels, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm always one to be like, yeah, let's try something new. Let's go for it. Let's do it. So I, yeah, I try to be pretty open-minded for the most part.
2: Do you have any favorite things actually that you think everyone should try?
0: Once you get into like the like twentieth to thirtieth orgasm, like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christ. Maybe that's just things... why you have seizures. human bodies aren't meant to experience things that. Are much. A bit. I will say I very very much enjoy making a human squirm. It is an art to tie somebody up and just make them squirm. It's so much fucking fun. All their nerve endings going off. And they (laughs) they
2: just... uh, So would you prefer to tie someone else than to be tied yourself?
0: I will only hand over that control to very select people, and I've only handed it over three times. Well. So.
1: And those were times you enjoyed then? So you're equally okay with being the giver or the receiver if you trust the person you're in yes with.
0: but i am not willing to hand over that power very easily i'm very much big dick energy <laughs> you don't say i very much enjoy being in control and honestly most of the time a lot of the especially the men are lacking in the like lead department the being dominant department mm-hmm. and so it's like well if i don't respect you in that sense and
1: yeah yeah so like
0: I, I also did very much enjoy them. even dominating... You can dominate a man from the bottom. Like, you can be the one humping them and then still have them in a chokehold. It's great. I highly recommend it. I think it makes it funnier because
1: for people who can't see, Ellie's quite small. <laughs> she is. She's a very petite, small girl. So the idea that she is dominating people while she's underneath them is... Quite interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, well it's
0: very easy too, especially with white
1: boys. Um
0: <laughs> and she's not white, if anyone hasn't guessed. I'm Latina. So they got get that the, fire. The, in they her. get a little the whole like being exotic and the passion and the fire is new and so um we get very excited and easily controlled and it's so much fucking fun. <laughs>
2: So that was amazing. You had some incredible stories there, and you opened up my eyes. I think yeah. too.
1: There were things I didn't even know were possible that I am now going to be pondering for the next couple of days, and I'm sure for listeners too. That Sorry. is some new information. Sorry. So jealous. So jealous. <laughs> I really didn't think
0: I had that much to offer.
2: You had a lot to offer. You gave us a whole. <laughs> She's like swimmer
1: parties, thirty orgasms in a row, all this other shit. Well, thanks for coming to hang out thanks and for being having willing me. to talk.
2: So if you want to hear more from us, you can check out our books on amazon we have a new book that's available for pre-sale coming out on december 17th and it's called how to have threesomes and the companion guide is also available on amazon right now so check that out leave us a review and a rating if you can it helps us out
1: and we have an instagram if you guys want to follow along the journey or ask us any questions my personal instagram is his is
0: and we look forward to hearing from you guys